0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in this stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your just decrees. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love, and teach me your statutes. <laughs> Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning. Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your just decrees. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high. We bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon
1: us.
0: Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, Art most high in the glory of God the Father. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we implore you, grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 17th Sunday after Trinity is from Proverbs chapter 25, beginning at the sixth verse. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, Come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. What your eyes have seen do not hastily bring into court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor puts you to shame? Argue your case with your neighbor himself, and do not reveal another secret, lest he who hears you bring shame upon you, and your ill repute have no end. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold, is like a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest, is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain, is a man who boasts in a gift he does not give. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs> Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, And by the breath of his mouth, all their host. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at the first verse. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Alleluia. 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 The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter.
1: Glory be to you.
0: One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. They could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor. lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him, and he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place but when you are invited go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes he may say to you friend move up higher then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. and sitteth at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The theme of humility and pride, of exaltation and being made low, is one which is seen throughout the Gospel of Luke. It is not just in the words of Jesus that we see this idea. Mary herself, in a great canticle, the Magnificat says, He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. And it is the humble shepherds who first see the infant Jesus on the night when he was born. It is they who enjoy go out to proclaim what had just happened on that great day. Jesus himself was known to eat with sinners and outcasts, those who were looked down on by the society around them, even as he would eat with those who were great and powerful. The disciples fought amongst themselves over who would be the greatest. To which Jesus takes a mere child and places him before them as an example. There is the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector. To which Jesus ends with words much like today. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. But it's not just in Luke. We see this even in the Old Testament itself. The Psalms speak of it. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts up the needy from the ash heap. We see it even among some of the prophets. For the Lord says through Ezekiel, I bring low the high tree and make high the low tree. Dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. Isaiah speaks of the suffering servant who will humble himself and after doing the will of the Father, be exalted. Warnings against pride fill the pages of Holy Writ. Isaiah 3, Deuteronomy 8, Psalm 65, Proverbs 18, just to name a few. And so we come We come to the words of our Lord today. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So let us consider this morning this idea of humility and exaltation. What it means for God to humble one or to exalt. It was common at the time, many in rabbinic teachings and writings had these quip, quippy and pithy sayings that they would hand down teachings in. These phrases and, and sentences that allowed one to easily memorize what the rabbi had to teach that could pass down these understandings in an intelligible way. And in the same way, Jesus would do much the same with his parables. He often would end them with a little saying or phrase that encapsulated the theme of the parable. it easy to remember, to put the words of God in heart, and in mind. We might meditate upon the reality of God. Upon what it means that Jesus came into this world. These fairly simple sayings that related such deep theological truths. So what is it about these words? this beautiful statement of Christ's. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. First, let us see who is this actually talking about? Who is it that encapsulates This saying of Jesus. Who is this one who humbles himself and is exalted? It's Christ. A Christological understanding of the scriptures really allows us to see it no other way. Christ is not just some thread who is weaved throughout the scriptures, but rather the entire scriptures speak of him. It is Christ who primarily is the one who has humbled himself and is exalted. In his incarnation, he has stepped down from the throne of heaven and into our mortal world. He has put aside the use of all power and authority which is rightfully his as the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, God of God, light of light, very God of very God. He was incarnate, made man, put on our flesh, and knew the weaknesses that come with it. And as Paul says in Philippians, he humbled himself to the point of death, even death upon a cross. Which is, in a weird way, the very beginning of his exaltation. For as John says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And as John explains in the next verse, He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. To be lifted up was to be crucified. This word, lifted up, is actually the same word that in Luke 14 is translated as exalted. He's exalted upon the cross. Lifted up. Raised upon the wood. It is here that we see the work of God done in Christ Jesus on our behalf. That he might give his life for us, that we might be made his own. He's given his holy and precious blood, that, we might, that he might drink the wrath of God, which is poured out for all sin, to crush the head of the serpent. And he was raised up. Another similar word to what we translate as exalted. Raised up from the grave. Walked out of the empty tomb. Having been raised again to life. That he might destroy the power of death. And bring with him everlasting life. He has ascended into heaven and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. He has been given a name that is above all names. The only name under heaven and on earth by which man is saved. Christ is the true man who has humbled himself and has been exalted, the only begotten Son of God who laid aside the use of his power and authority that he might take our place under the wrath of God for our sins and might gain for us victory over sin, death, and the devil. Now exalted to the right hand of the Father, it is this that we first see humility and exaltation in the person and work of Christ our Lord. But the Sidium of Jesus speaks not just about himself, but also of our life in him. speaks to the reality of salvation which comes to the one who is humbled with a contrite spirit and of the judgment which comes upon the one who in their own pride does not believe. Self-exaltation and arrogance are an insidious thing. They spawn out of our own hearts, corrupted by sin and that concupiscence, that inward turning and inclination towards sin, which each one of us has from Adam. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. It is the pride of our own hearts which defile us that we might not confess before our Heavenly Father that sin which dwells within us, even amongst those who would be considered humble to the outward eye, lies a heart of pride and deceit. One who cannot see ourselves as lower than those around us, who cannot consider those around us more highly than ourselves, cannot love our neighbor as ourselves. For who loves us more than our own self? considers ourselves and convinces ourselves that we're really not that bad. Pride is a truly insidious thing. Yet the Lord promises that he will humble those who exalt themselves in their own pride. This is done in one of two ways. The first, by the power of the Spirit through the Word of God. That Word of God read in the Scriptures, spoken by pastor, father, neighbor, or friend, cuts to the heart, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joint and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, There is not one who is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed. The word of God shall break the proud and the arrogant. The spirit shall create in us true and contrite hearts that we might humble ourselves before the Father and confess our sins before God and one another. This is the first way by which the Lord would humble us, the one who confesses his unworthiness before God. But there is a second way, and this is for the one who does not believe, the one who denies his own sin and unworthiness. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn, do not lift up your horn on high, or speak with a haughty neck. It is the Lord who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. This one shall be humbled on the last day, when Christ comes again to judge the living and the dead. This is when all shall stand before the throne of God and receive their just judgment, when all shall acknowledge the truth and every knee shall bow, the day when those who do not stand in Christ Jesus shall receive their reward. The Lord will humble those who are prideful. But for the one who is in Christ, who has been baptized into his death and his resurrection, we are exalted with our Lord Jesus Christ. We who have been humbled in the Spirit of God and confess our sins shall be raised up with Christ on the last day. In our baptism into Christ Jesus, we have died with him. We are now dead to sin to the sin of self-exaltation and arrogance. Our boasting is not in ourselves, but in Christ. And as we died with him, we also rose again with him to new life. A new life lived here in this world and in the age to come. For there is an eschatological aspect to this saying of Jesus. It looks not to this world, but to the world to come. We do not look for this exaltation in this life. In fact, we expect quite the opposite. Rather, we know in this life that we shall suffer as our Lord suffered before us. We are to take up our cross daily and follow after him. If he receives suffering and anguish in this life, how can we expect anything else? We who follow after him, who are in him. The Christian life is a life of suffering, along with our Lord in this sinful and fallen world. But as we walk in this life, we look to that glorious day of exaltation. We look to the day when we shall be lifted up out of the grave and taken up into heaven to be with our Lord, the one who first humbled himself and was raised up as the first fruits of those who have died. We are not exalted because of ourselves, but rather because of Christ. We, who are now in Christ, receive that which is his. We now have forgiveness and life. They are our possession here and now, but we will know them fully there in time and for eternity. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Christ humbled himself in his incarnation that he might drink the cup of wrath which was ours. And he drank it fully down to the last drop. In Christ we have been lifted up out of sin, death, and the power of the devil. We live now with new and contrite hearts by the working of the spirit within us. And we shall be raised up on the last day to the glory of everlasting life. In Christ Jesus our Lord, the one who humbled himself and is now exalted at the right hand of the Father. Amen. right spirit within me cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation Good morning. Um, Pastor Parsons is filling in for Pastor Marshall um, over in Trinity in Mobile. Uh, Pastor Marshall had uh, some pretty extensive back surgery um, about a week or so ago, and will be and will be recovering uh, for several weeks now. Um, And Pastor Parsons went in to help out there uh, over in Trinity. one other announcement for this morning. Uh, if you were uh, on one of the teams helping out yesterday, uh, there was a jacket left on the bed of one of the trucks um, while, the, while uh, the team was working uh, on Morphy Street yesterday. Um, if that is your jacket, uh, please see one of the gentlemen uh, helping out with the teams. Uh, they have your missing jacket. Um, Also one prayer request for this morning. uh, Mike Dean, a relative of Corey and Garrett's uh, who had a stroke um, in the hospital still? He's at home now and awaiting surgery? Okay. Um, Had a stroke, Is at home but is awaiting uh, surgery to fix uh, a blood clot There, so we will keep Mike in our prayers this morning. The Lord be with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace that is from above and the the well-being of the churches of Christ and for the godly unity of Christendom, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers and all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For our nation and all our people, for our president and Congress, our governor and legislature, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm, especially we pray for Bob and Jackie and Marga, for Eddie and Norma and Kim and Ray and Suzette, for Chris and gail and Thrice and Marion and Herbert, or and Clayton and Meredith and James, for George and Larry Dean and Earl and Suzette, for Bob and Mallory and Mark, for Jennings and Hank and Sandy, for Megan and Isaac and Haley and Stella, for Mary Lynn and Paul for Patty and Cecil, for Michelle and Carl and Karen, for Jimmy and Tina and Ainsley and Richard, for Kevin and Colleen and Ron and Carolyn, for Mary Ellen and Brian and Natalie, for Thelma and Jesse and Ralph, for Theo and Easton and Janice and Doug, for Fallon and Colby and Jamie, for Audra and Francis and Leroy. And we pray for those who mourn, especially the Neeland family, the Niece and Barbie families, the Carnahan family, the Tryon family, the Nolene family, and the Linden family. And we pray for those in military service, for Paul and Turner and Paul, and for Caleb and Hayden and Mike. And we pray for our university students, for Stanley and Colleen and Griffin, for Noah and John and Katie and Dylan, for Audrey and Dylan and Roz and Gage, for Olivia and Sarah and Olivia, and for Jason and Jacob, for Minnie and Emma and Carly. And we pray for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ's holy church. Let us pray to the Lord. Recalling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them in the Sabbath rest, which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. And finally this day we pray for Mike uh, as he is recovering from a stroke and will be undergoing surgery. O Lord, look down from heaven. Behold, visit and relieve thy servant Mike, for whom we offer up our supplications. Look upon him with the eyes of thy mercy. Give him comfort and sure confidence in thee. Defend him from the danger of the enemy and keep him in perpetual peace and safety. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have. Sp- Thou hast prepared before the face of all peoples (laughs) of Thy people Israel. AS IT WAS IN THE BEGINNING, IS NOW, AND EVER SHALL BE. <clears throat> oh, GIVE THANKS UNTO THE LORD, FOR HE IS GOOD. We give thanks to the Almighty God that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we beseech thee that of thy mercy Thou would strengthen us through the same in faith toward thee and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Each thy love possessing triumph in redeeming grace. Oh, refresh us, oh, refresh us traveling through this wilderness. Thanks we give and adoration. So when e'er the signals given us from earth to call away, born on angels' wings to heaven, The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.